yo, what's up, fans? Thank you guys for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Voice of the Fans podcast. I got my man, Mr. Cleveland Steele. What up, Cleveland? What's going on, man? As always, this is your man, Cam, and we are here to bring you week 80 of Voice of the Fans podcast. It is March 18th. As we do each and every week, we start off our podcast with the numbers. Mr. Cleveland, when you think of the number 18, who do you think of first or who wore it best? You know, I think of uh, Randall Cobb first, for whatever reason. Randall Cobb. Kind of had an impression on me in, uh, in Green Bay. Randall Cobb, who just, who's heading to – he just got picked up from somebody. He He's leaving Dallas to go to where? He's leaving Dallas. I not recall where he's going to end up but it is on a team that can definitely use his services. Oh, they're putting them out as number one. Jesus, we're going to have to look that up. That's something I can't think of right now. But Randall Cobb, huh? Oh, come on, Peyton Manning, Charlie Joyner. You never heard of Danny Cowan? I've heard of those players. And, again, for whatever reason, the first person that comes to mind is Randall Cobb. All right, well, that's why we do this. That's why we do this for. And when you think of the number 80, with this being week 80, who's the first person that comes to your mind? To backtrack, the the person that wore the number 18 best paid man. Going forward, the first person that comes to mind is Steve Largent, wore number 80. But the person that wore it best is the GOAT, Jerry Rice. Okay, I, I I say Jerry had some a few a few more yards receiving than Steve Largent, maybe a few more um, touchdowns than Steve Largent. Well, Steve Largent were pretty damn good. And that's the first guy I think of when it came to when it comes to my mind. And another person I think of is the guy who only catch touchdown passes, <laughs> and that's your guy, Chris Carter. And to to. Oh. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that 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 was his claim to fame. All he does is catch touchdown passes, and uh, you know, went and played next to a guy named Randy Moss, and definitely uh, the Hall of Fame type numbers. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was Bob Phillips that said that, and it's like, come on, Bob, don't you want a guy who catch touchdown passes? Like, <laughs> you want that guy, right? And if all he does is catch touchdown passes, you want that guy on your team. That's what kind of made that funny. So he was saying he didn't, you know, he didn't in between the touchdown end zone. He he wasn't that good, but that was kind of that was still a funny comment because you want that guy that ball he does is catch touchdown passes. You would want that guy on your team. Um, but Cleveland, I mean, something's going on in America that we really can't ignore, and want to get your feedback on it. You you are in Seattle for those that don't know. We do this uh, remote recording of this podcast. I'm here in Los Angeles, Cleveland's in Seattle. So Cleveland, you are where this coronavirus pandemic has hit hardest. You wanna get let the people know what that what it's like up there and then give us some uh, strategies that you're using to your survival strategies. 
Uh, it's been a total shock and a total change. Um, as you may or may not know, uh, Seattle is kind of the epicenter of the pandemic in the United States. And we were the first uh, city to say shut it down. No bars, no restaurants, no gatherings of people over 50. And then it went down to 10. And the uh, restrictions just became um, more apparent. And uh, it's been a challenge. Uh, definitely going to the grocery stores and kind of seeing uh, empty shelves of this or that is uh, it's eye-opening. So, um, you know, other places in the world go through this. We're going through this now. So um, it's it's been a, a definite adjustment, and it's just something you got to do. Yeah, it's certainly been an adjustment here. As you mentioned, the restaurants are closed down. Well, they're closed down for dine-in. You can only order takeout at various places. Starbucks is shut down. At Starbucks, you can only order your drinks to go. Same with Panda Express or Panda. I always get those confused. Uh, Panera Bread, excuse me. The gyms are closed. You go to the various stores. There's line up and there are lines in the dollar store or the lines to get into the dollar store in the mornings. So there's lines at the Whole Foods. There's lines at the various grocery stores just to get in there in the morning, which I find is bananas. But uh, this is something like the we we haven't seen. As you mentioned, there's no water on the shelves. Toilet paper, for some reason, is a is a hot commodity. Like you guys didn't have toilet paper in your house before. Like that that's bananas to me. I always buy toilet paper by the you know the twelve packs that last three or four months. And so it's, it's bananas that people are going in there buying two and three twenty four rolls cases of toilet paper. That's bananas to me. Because um, you're not doing that much shitting, are you? Um, like I said, it's just it, it is a kind of a change, a change in the way we have to live, a change in the way we do our go through our daily routines. So, as you know, the sports the sports is shut down. They shut down everything from NBA to Major League Baseball. We talked we touched on last week. Last week we thought it'd just be a postponement, but they shut that down. They shut down Major League Soccer's been shut down. Uh, they even had a, a boxing event. A funny, funny story is I asked one of my last week on Friday, I had to decide, do I go to the Clipper game or do I go to LFX number five, John Merriman's MMA competition. And once the NBA shut their season down, it was like, okay, well, that made that decision decision for me. I didn't have to decide what if I was going to go to the Clipper game or not because there was no Clipper game because it got shut down. And I texted my guy and was like, well, are they going to have the event on Friday? Well, excuse me. He texted me to ask me if I was going to the event on Friday. Before I could respond, they shut down the NBA and I was like, yeah, I'll be there. Hours later, he texted me, the event's been canceled as well. So they're canceling and you can understand that because that would have been a, you know, a room of 200, well, excuse me, a room of probably 5,000 people, actually, um, at the casino for this MMA event. And then the guys, you know, blood, sweat, and all that stuff was a real hazardous environment. So I can understand why they shut it down, but they shut down the MLS soccer. They, 
and baseball is still on proponent. I don't know how the Mariners made it back to Seattle, or are they still uh, staying in in Arizona? Or do you know? Um, no, they made it back to Seattle. Um, the spring training facilities were shut down, so there's really nothing to do. So yeah, it's, it's just been a it's just been a a, a wild event and a, a wild set of circumstances that might cause some people stress. It may cause some people to stress out, and if if that's the case, we're going to get into Kevin Love's contribution to the NBA and to the essential employees of the of the arenas that he played in. But he also reached out to Dr. Kraske of UCLA to ask about some stress management ideas, and I thought it'd be cool if I run by those Cleveland. So excuse me. Um, why well, share these stress advice from Dr. Kraske? Normalize this as best you can is uh, step number one. This is this situation may cause increased anxiety and worry. Sometimes worry can fuel you to motiv- and fuel you and motivate you, but recognize the feeling that you're feeling is completely normal. So where you're getting kind of anxious and and eager to do certain things, just realize, you know, settling down is normal for everybody feeling the same thing. You're not the only one feeling that, first of all. But then just kind of settle down and relax because this is kind of what we have to do to help this thing subside. And don't stay plugged into – don't stay plugged in 24-7. Like, you don't have to watch the news every hour on the hour to find out if there's an update. Can we go back to work? Can we not go back to work? You'll know that when people are start congregating again. Spend time with your families. Um, read a book. Get offline. Kind of clear your head. Kind of take this time also that we, we spend so much time on social media. Take this time to kind of get away from social media. Kind of clear your head if that, if that out possible. Remember to stay healthy. Feed your body. Feed your mind. Stock up, stock up on some nutritious food. Um, get some water, exercise if you can, and find time just to, again, as I mentioned, to clear your mind. And then stay connected with your family and friends. Make sure, even if they're remote, remote, make sure you check in with them just to make sure everybody's good. To kind of make sure that that circle is well and give the attention to everybody that they need. So uh, don't isolate yourself. Don't suffer alone if you feel that. If you feel um, anxious or worried, it's better to be connected and communicate that with somebody than to kind of suffer that alone. So thank you, Cleveland, for the few minutes. I just wanted to share that. I thought that was a good uh, request by Kevin Love and Dr. Kraske of UCLA. I thought that was good information that they shared, and just wanted to share that with you, with your fans. Because this is a weird time with absolutely no sports going on. Here we are. We'll be making the final playoff push in the NBA. We'll be making the NCAA, uh, filling out your brackets. Tomorrow will be game one. Well, I guess we'd have game one and two would be yesterday, the playing games, right? And then tomorrow will be the actual tournament. But we have none of that. And all we got this week is some – NFL free agency to kind of keep us uh, to warm or or feed our sports palate. 
So, Cleveland, let's talk about this NFL free agency and kind of what this done and has, how this has impact your team, if at all. I saw on a quick note, I saw Bruce Irving and going back to the Seahawks, right? What do you think about that move? Uh, I'm not sold on the uh, Bruce Irving coming back home. You know, welcome back. Uh, I wasn't sold on uh, the Seahawks signing Jeremy Reed. You know, status quo. Till they signed Davian Clowney, um, it's all for naught. Um, if they don't sign him, it just shows that they're not serious about winning a Super Bowl. Well, hold on. They brought they brought Bruce Irving back. That that might be the signing to replace Clowney, right? No, that's not an adequate replacement. Um, this is not 2016. Um, this is not the same Bruce Irvin that we drafted in the first round. Um, it is Bruce Irvin that knows the system, uh, good locker room guy, but uh, no, he's no today in Clowney. Uh, hold on, why are you down on Bruce Irvin? Uh, help me understand that. Help the fans understand why you're down on Irvin. Because I'm a a football fan, and I understand that football players age in dog years, and the last time he was here and productive was quite some time ago, and he is no replacement for a Jadavian Clowney type of disruptive defensive type of player. Wow. Uh, you're, a little, you're a little tough on my guy. So, as you say, football, talking about aging in dog years, one guy who's aging and who just signed a Seeking to sign a huge contract is the guy who held up all of the free agency, in fact. That would be Mr. Thomas Brady of the New England Patriots, who now is apparently agreeing to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can you believe that? Do you um, Are you surprised by that? Help me out. What's your thoughts on this, on this move? I'm extremely surprised by it. I always thought that, it, you know, at the end of the day, he would um, reconcile and end up in New England. Um, that did not happen. Uh, he made that clear that wasn't going to happen yesterday. Um, and of all the other teams, I thought perhaps the Raiders or the Chargers or the Titans, um, who he upped on, you know, Ryan Tannehill. Um, congratulations to them. So, um, I did not really have Tampa Bay on the radar, um, but at the same time, I could see, uh, you know, the potential there. So, you know, good move for him. You could see the potential of what? The scratching playoffs, making the playoffs, or scratching the playoffs? Or, or what, what is the potential that now the Buccaneers have with Mr. Tom Brady Minus Bill Belichick has. Well, what's that potential? Explain that to the people. Yeah, well, they're they're getting at quarterback a nine-time Super Bowl participant, someone that uh, definitely understands the game better than anyone, um, and still has some uh, physical tools to uh, assert on the offense. So um, they were, you know, knocking on the door last year. I think that they've been able to uh, maintain uh, their core and they're going to uh, do some big things. So they're definitely going to make the playoffs, let's put it that way. So you just, fans, you just heard Cleveland two minutes ago say that football players are aging dog years. 
this is going to be the highest, the oldest quarterback in the league. The oldest free agent, if I if I remember correctly. But we have a guy who just played seven years in the league that he's not welcoming back to his team with open arms because he said football players are aging dog years. I'm confused. You want to help? You want to help explain this to the fans, like why one one guy who played 20 years in the league goes to a team and, and that's a significant upgrade, and then one guy who played seven years in the league that's not a that's not an upgrade at all. Help the people. Explain to the people your logic there. Sure. So Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay. The most accomplished quarterback in the history of the National Football League. That I accept. Thank you. And um, he definitely potentially has something left in the tank. Now, if he gets out there and just cannot hit an open receiver, cannot uh, evade a uh, pass rush and save his life, then my theory stands correct. Football players age in dog years. Sometimes they don't. But when they do, the fall off is not, you know, it's dramatic. It's just right off the cliff. It's not, um, you know, where it's kind of graceful. It's just, they just fall off. It's not gradual. They just fall off. So that definitely could happen to Tom Brady, in which case the Tampa Bay Bucks just invested a whole bunch in a player that has nothing left. But, you know, I think that Tom Brady is an opportunity to be the exception to the rule. So let, let me let me help you out. Bruce Irvin, 2016, seven sacks, 2017, eight sacks, 2018, six and a half sacks. And you're not willing to accept his production on the Seahawks and thinking that's going to be a factor? No, his production will be, uh, you know, much appreciated if it's not all on him, meaning that they also have Jadavian Clowney to also create some sort of pass rush. If it's just all on Bruce Irving as being the primary pass rusher, I'm a little concerned. I'm actually not a little concerned. I'm a lot concerned. Uh, okay, all right, that's fair. We're gonna have to put a pin in that one and see how things transpire from that one. So you mentioned um well you didn't mention it actually. The dumbest move of the day of the week was your guy Bill O'Brien trading DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick to Arizona Cardinals for David Johnson. Essentially, he, he essentially he got a second round pick out of that. What the heck is he thinking about? Well, first off, Bill O'Brien is not my guy. Yeah, come on, you you defended that guy. I tried to tell you he was a dud. He is uh, he is uh, the head putt. coach and the general manager of the Houston Texans. He's not my guy. I try to I try to tell you he was a putt. Months months ago, and you were defending him. Bill O'Brien is not my guy. 
Oh, okay. So to answer, to answer your question, um, yeah, it is one of the more head-scratching moves of the last uh, 10 years in NFL free agency. Well, it rather is. in a, this, this moratorium where, you know, players get moved around. Whatever your problem may be with your number one diva receiver, please understand he's your number one diva receiver and that he demands a certain amount of attention and he's capable of doing a great many things. So when you lose one of those guys, it's extremely difficult to replace. They don't have anyone on their roster that can replace that type of production. They don't have anyone on their roster that's ready to step up and be the number one receiver. And um, it's a head-scratcher, to be perfectly honest with you. Let, let me help you out. He he replaced him with the guy, the, the warrior number 18, the only guy you could think of was Randall Cobb. He replaced DeAndre Hopkins with Randy Cobb. Well, Randall Cobb, excuse me. And then paid Randall Cobb $19 million guaranteed. What is this guy, what is this clown thinking about? Like, if he's your number one pick, let me go on my tangent for another tangent for a minute. If you, he's your number one receiver, in anybody's list, he's the top three receiver in the game. And anybody's list you look at. Yeah, I don't, I don't care how you rank him or what you come up with, but in anybody's list, he's your top three receiver in the game today. You get a second round pick, and you take on David Johnson. Like, get get the heck out of here. Uh, in contrast, the Buffalo Bills. I know you don't like Stephon Diggs, but the Buffalo Bills gave him four, gave Minnesota four picks for him. Why didn't Why didn't you call Buffalo? And you see, you could have probably got six picks. Buffalo's whole draft for DeAndre Hopkins. Like that, this, this guy, Bill Bryant, man, is just. From dumb playoff decisions to dumb management moves, this guy, what is going on? They, they feel sorry for Bill O'Brien in, in Houston. That's that's a that has to be the situation. I mean, you, you know, I, they they must feel sorry for his family life or something, because this guy continues to make dumb move after dumb move and has a job and then has enough to get a little chesty in the in the press conference about it. Completely dumb decision. You replace Randall Cobb. You replace DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb, and then you pay Randall Hobb, Randall Cobb's the nineteen million dollars guaranteed that you didn't want to give to DeAndre Hopkins. I know Kyler Murray is smiling big. The, the the young receiver from last year. I'm having a brain fart. Uh, the young receiver from. Um, Last year, he he's smiling big because now he's going to be catching some balls. Fitzgerald, I think Fitzgerald said, "I'm going to play another two years because I get to play with this guy." I mean, he just extended his career right there. It's uh, mind-boggling that trade for DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. Mind-boggling it is. Just as maybe not as confusing, but. Philip Rivers going to Indianapolis Colts. Now, I know he had a familiar relationship with the head coach and the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis, but does that move inspire you at all? The move does not inspire me at all. I didn't think that Philip Rivers had a had a very good season last year. Um, you know, obviously, if you want to look at his entire body of work, it's you know impressive. That would, you know, football is, you know, the, the here and the now. You know, what have you done for me lately? And 
I just don't see Philip Rivers stepping in and being the difference between the Indianapolis Colts uh, making or missing the playoffs. Um, or nor do I really see him as a bridge to another quarterback. So they're almost um, guaranteeing that they will have to look for a quarterback in the draft um, if they're moving on from Jacoby Brissett. Otherwise, they would have got someone with a little bit more, uh, you know, tread on the tire, so to speak. Well, they gave them a one-year, a, a, a one-year contract. So maybe they brought him in to kind of show J- Jacoby what it's like to be an NFL quarterback. I don't know. Maybe they want Philip Rivers to kind of coach him up because they only brought they only brought him, paid him for one year to bring the whole clan up to Indianapolis, and we're going to see how that transpires. But as I mentioned, um, you want to talk about Stephon Diggs going to. Buffalo Bills, and if he was <laughs> just a kind of a funny thing, I, I like Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is a, a pretty good receiver. I know you don't think much about him. But if he was unhappy with Kirk Cousins' inaccuracy and inconsistency, what do you think he's going to be with Josh Allen? Oh, it's going to be terrible with Josh Allen. I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins can at least, you know, kind of somewhat, um, you know, pretend to play the role of starting quarterback for uh, a playoff team. Josh Allen, I mean, my goodness, he's going to lose you a game. I mean, he's he's out there reckless with his body. He's not very big. And he's got a really strong arm. He can throw it a long way, but it's just not going to get to anybody. And that frustrates number one diva receivers. I feel bad for the Buffalo Bills because they just went through this with Sammy Watkins. It's a long, you know, process to realize that's not really a number one receiver, um, and it's not going to get you anywhere near the production that you were hoping for. They're going to come to the same thing with Stephon Diggs. It's unfortunate. Yeah, unfortunate for Stephon. I think we're going to look and see a season of uh, discontent for him. Probably won't happen in week one, but by week five, I'm sure he's going to be voicing his frustration all over again on social media like he just uh, did this offseason. Cleveland, let's take a break here. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some NBA topics, some NBA decisions and things that happen in the NBA, although the season shut down. And then we're going to come back and talk about some more NFL free agent signings before we get to the first voice of the fans hip-hop rating. Thank you guys for again for tuning in to week 80 of Voice of the Fans podcast. Cleveland, with the NBA shutting down their season indefinitely due to this pandemic that the world and our country specifically is going through. You know, uh, there's a lot of employees at every stadium. In fact, at the Maple Center here in L.A., they're the houses of Los Los Angeles Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers. So there's nearly 12, or excuse me, nearly 3,000 Employees, it's a little more than 1,200 per event that work these games. 
and it was uh, oddly enough was just talking like I mean going smooth with some of the ushers there to help me get a good seat when, when the game is in the balance. Let me sneak down to the front row when I can sit down. You know, you got to play the role, right? So I mingled with some of these guys, and they were joking with me that they're feeling real good about things because they're looking forward to all this playoff money that they're going to get with both teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, going to the playoffs. That meant a lot more hours for them. As we know, the Lakers have been in the playoffs for years, so there wasn't a lot of, a lot of money for these employees to make. But they get oh, they get paid every time you know there's a game there at the state at the stadium. So they were excited about that, getting some extra hours in. And since the NBA has, in much, I, this was just guys at the Staples Center I'm talking to, so I would assume that that same energy and and feeling is felt throughout the nation at various all the various arenas that these teams play in, especially the playoff teams. But with the NBA shutting down their season, that severely impacts or hampers or hinders their earning potential. So there's been a lot of players across the league, starting with Kevin Love, that says they're going to help don't create a fund that will help pay these essential arena employees, ushers, cooks, security guards, stat guys. Um, you know, there's some guys there who only all they focus on is the advertisement. All they do is make sure that the advertise they pay for for the prime time area, they make sure they get their prime time spot up, you know, every quarter, every quarter or every thirty seconds or whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of there's over twelve hundred, as I mentioned, employees for roughly every game there. So Kevin Love made it a point to create a fund that's gonna pay these guys salary. Mark Cuban, as you know, he said, I'm gonna pay these guys to the for the throughout the season as if they were working throughout the season. So these guys don't have to worry about that. And that's, I think that was uh, not only a sign of what's good in sports, I thought that was commendable effort by Cuban, by Kevin Love. Giannis Antetokounmpo decided to do the thing for the arena he's played for, his arena employee, his team played for. Young Zion Williams decided to do the same thing. He came out of his pocket and donated some money to their fund. Rudy Gobert, you know, probably to make up for the bad press he got when he was touching all the microphones and, and the reporter's cell phone during his press conference. I'm sure you saw that clip. If you haven't, you can check, him, check out my article on what's good in sports. There's a link to there where you see Rudy Gobert touching all the mics. I'm sure. Did you see that, Cleveland? I did. The microphones, the recorders, and the cell phones. Yeah. Now he was he was being he was being facetious. And now that we know, it was a joke until we knew that he came down. He was diagnosed diagnosed with the coronavirus. But had he not been diagnosed with the coronavirus, everybody still would have laughed it off. Because he was diagnosed with the coronavirus, nobody thinks it's funny, but how could he have known 
until he was diagnosed. You know what I'm saying? So you Very can't, true. You can't get mad at the results. Like you, you can kind of be disappointed, but you can't really be mad at the results if you would have laughed it off had the results gone the other way. That's my only point. But all of these players have, you know, donated some funds, $100,000 here, $100,000 there. Rudy Gobert decided to donate $500,000, $100,000 to Oklahoma City, their their employees, or actually their, anybody who came down with coronavirus in Oklahoma City, he donated some money to. The same thing in Utah, and then $200,000 to um, – well, he gave $200,000 to his team in Utah and then another $100,000 to the people in his hometown of France, kind of how they're dealing with it. So, again, going into their pocket, I thought it was pretty admirable, whether it's a tax uh, break for them or not, pretty ab- admirable move by, by these players. Your thoughts, Mr. Cleveland? Uh Absolutely. Very admirable, very generous, um, definitely it's a time when we need someone to step up and kind of make a contribution to kind of offset some of the, uh, you know, negative things that are going to transpire given um, what the pandemic's uh, economic uh, background is going to be, you know, what the effect is going to be. So um, very happy that we have people like that, that understand kind of their, um, their platform and, you know, the opportunity to, um, affect change. So kudos to them for stepping up and uh, making those things happen. And hopefully it makes the, uh, you know, the cushion a little bit more for uh, kind of helping those guys out. And um, with the, you know, the games being missed, it was, it was going to be something that was going to be very tragic for them. So that they're able to kind of weather the storm a little bit. Yeah. It should help them, you know, considering everything is being uh, shut down around town, you know, restaurants, as we mentioned, bars are shut down, grocery stores are shut down early, so it should be a benefit to these guys, at least, at least let them continue to kind of live life over the next couple of weeks. You know, unfortunately, the New Jersey Nets, as the NBA continue to uh, test its players, the New Jersey, or the Brooklyn Nets, actually, New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets has had four players that have also been tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, are you surprised by that number? Do you think that number will increase? And what do you think about that? Because the Nets played the Lakers last week, two days, three days before. They played the Jazz, then they played the Lakers. And then the Jazz went on to Oklahoma City. So the Lakers fans are kind of nervous around town that some of the Lakers may have been diagnosed, but everybody's on quarantine around here. So those results won't be known for a little while. But your thoughts on the New Jersey Nets having four players being diagnosed with coronavirus and would you anticipate more players in the league being diagnosed with coronavirus before this is all over? Um, it's definitely hard to say whether more players or not would, will be diagnosed with the coronavirus because we haven't really been privy to exactly how they got it, how they came in contact with it. Um, we do know that NBA players, just from their 
you know, their nature and their job, um, have a lot of contact with other people. So, um, you know, hence the, the shutting down of the league. But we don't really know where the other players got it and, um, you know, kind of how they contracted it. So, um, wouldn't necessarily think a whole bunch of players in the league would have it. Um, that being said, the Brooklyn Nets having four is a rather high number um, in comparison. And also, I mean, one of the players are setting the ring is not even actually playing in actual games. So, I mean, how did he contract it? So, uh, yeah, that number is kind of high. I mean, that's you know, a third of your roster and um, – kind of the whole parameters of that, where they're, where they're getting it from and, you know, who they may have given it to and you know, did they shut it down um, too late uh, before kind of knowing what the exposure really was. I mean, it, it's pretty crazy that they have four of those. I mean, considering that the Utah Jazz only had two with Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell and, you know, the Detroit uh, Pistons had one. With uh, Mr. Wood, and uh, you know, in the Brooklyn Nets have four, so yeah, it's, it's a high number. All right, well, let me clarify something. This is according to the CDC, the City for the Center for D- Disease Control and Prevention. It's possible that a person can get COVID 19 from people who are in close contact, six feet or closer, through, product, through the productive. Of production, excuse me, of respiratory droplets from infected person's cough or sneeze, and said droplets are inhaled into lungs or have landed in the mouth, nose of people who are nearby. Additionally, the spread of the virus. Can, additionally, ways to spread the virus can be by touching objects or surfaces which the virus, which have the virus on it, and touching the ones. Mouth, nose, or possibly their eyes. So that's how somebody is to be infected by this, by having the respiratory droplets from an infected person's cough or sneeze inhaled to one's lungs or landing in the mouth and noses of people who are nearby. It sounds disgusting, but we've always said this. Don't sneeze on me. Don't sneeze. If you sneeze, cover your mouth. We've been saying this for years, haven't we? Yes, indeed. And here's why here's why that's so prevalent. And again, by touching viruses or by touching surfaces where the virus is on it, that's how you can pick up something. So that's why it makes it more important to wash your hands when you touch, you know, unknown surfaces or unfamiliar surfaces. Make sure you wash your hands consistently when you're touching your nose or mouth. Please don't do that until you wash your hands because those are ways that you can uh, contract that virus and we want everybody to be safe. So that, you know, I just wanted to break that down Cleveland, to clarify for people how you do get to end up with the coronavirus. And at a young age, you know, some, sometimes you feel you're kind of invisible. And I'm, I know I felt that way for several years and I'd imagine that many of these million dollar athletes feel the same way, so they probably were a little nonchalant, and now that they come down with it, they'll take the situation a lot more serious, and let's hope a lot of you who's listening to this podcast don't fall into that same uh, 
those same habits and kind of stay focused on kind of your cleanliness, your hygiene, and the reason you, you your mom been telling you to cover your mouth when you cough, cover your mouth when you sneeze, go to the bathroom and do that stuff because you want to keep everybody safe. And, that, and you know, now it absolutely, absolutely makes sense, right? Absolutely. So, Cleveland, um, additionally, when the NBA does come back, would you like to see them finish their season where they left off, or would you rather see them jump right into the playoffs, knowing that they're going to it'd be a shortened – you know, they can play all the way into late August, and then they'll have a shortened time frame, uh, time frame probably not play in the Olympics because – not only is it over in Japan, but they won't have time to kind of get the get the Olympic team together. So the Olympic team this year may not have any NBA players if they end up playing them in the Olympics. But would you rather see them pick up where the season left off, or would you rather see them jump right into the playoffs? You know, Cam, uh, for time's sake, I would rather see them just jump right into the playoffs. Uh, you know, there's 20-plus games left to play. Um, they would have to kind of try and cram those in to kind of uh, determine seeding. I know that, uh, you know, there are a few teams that um, may feel slighted or cheated by that, but at the same time. Yeah, so uh, my Clippers, the Clippers were playing for the first round in the West. I mean, the first seed in the West, so that would that'd be kind of unfair to them. Well, for example, uh, your Clippers would have absolutely no argument because they're actually, uh, you know, five and a half, six games out of first place. So we weren't really referring to Clipper-type scenarios. It was really more with regards to kind of those teams that were kind of fighting for the, uh, you know, seventh and eighth spot in the playoffs. That would be the most effective. Of course, there was always seeding that could be moved around. But um, your um, ridiculous hypothesis earlier about the Clippers somehow having enough time or opportunity to get to number one seed is not going to happen, which is really why I was kind of emphasizing starting the playoffs right away because then we just get right into it. Okay, because you don't want any chance for them to slip up, your, your guys to slip up and lose that number one spot. I get you. I understand where you're coming from. Let's just jump in right now, kind of like Michael Thompson, say, hey, man, no, let's not even play the season. Let's just award the Lakers because they had the best record in the league. Let's just award them t- the title. That's kind of what your thoughts is, right? No, not at all. I mean, if that was even something that was even remotely possible, um, you know, then the Clippers would have a, you know, a viable argument, but uh, they got their booties kicked at their home. Um, it wasn't close. So um, some thought of them making up that type of, uh, you know, deficit in that short amount of time, highly unlikely. Okay. All right. Cleveland, we're going to take a break here, man. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more NFL topics and NFL free agent signings. Uh, the people at What's Good the Sports want to want to talk to you, talk to the fans, and make sure you guys tune into the website. Every Cleveland, have you seen the What's Good the Sports website? Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Lots of uh, positive stories and lots of great content. Um, the people there told me uh, personally, make sure you guys go visit the website. So please 
when you get a chance after the show, check out the what's good in, what's good in sports.com website. All right, Cleveland, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Tom Brady is signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or we all, everybody expects him to sign with the Buccaneers here in the next day or so. With the breakup of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, who has been in conversation for some young football minds, I say young because you're only looking at a short sample. I say 20 years is not really a short sample, but you're young if you're only looking at that one little bit of sample. And saying that Tom Brady is the reason Bill Belichick has been to Super Bowl nine times within the last, within this 20 years. My question to you, Cleveland, and I know which direction you're going to go. But let the fans know who you think was more responsible for the title runs that the Patriots made, and who do you have winning the Super Bowl first, Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? So as you as you know, Cam, uh, my philosophy is to always take the talent over the coaching. There are exceptions. Okay. And perhaps the Belichick-Brady dynamic may be one of those exceptions. So he's walking the fence, folks. He's walking the fence, folks. Let's hear this. Staying here. Just staying here. Belichick has proven that he's gotten things done with uh, Drew Bledsoe for a short period of time. He was 11-5 and with Matt Castle as quarterback. None of those guys are are Tom Brady. Okay. Would Tom Brady have gone to nine Super Bowls playing for another franchise? Highly unlikely. So it's a little bit convoluted with regards to who gets more credit. Um, we have had this conversation you know, in the no, past with regards to uh, you know Jimmy Jimmy and Troy. It's not really convoluted uh, at all. We've had a, we've had this conversation with regards to uh, you know uh, Tomlin over in Pittsburgh. So I mean, it just depends on kind of what the way you're looking at it. But um, the way I would look at it, um, I would say that Belichick is probably a little bit more responsible. Who will win the Super Bowl sooner? I think Tom Brady has the edge on that. Tom Brady has an edge on winning the Super Bowl before Bill Belichick. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's what I said. Okay, well, I did ask two questions there. I meant to only ask one, but I guess I did ask two questions. So you're partially right. You answered the first one correctly. Who was more responsible? That is Bill Belichick. The second one, who will win a Super Bowl first? I mean, Tom Brady, come on. He, he's, he's over the hill already. He's not joining the 93 Cowboys. So he he doesn't get a carte blanche to the Super Bowl. Although he's playing it, he chose a weak division that was smart of him. 
without Cam, uh, Carolina Panther team without the Cam Newton, without Matty Ice. We know they're regressing in Atlanta. Probably need to blow that thing up. And they're the facing of Drew Brees' team, who consistently over the last few years, for one reason or another, just kind of give games away and kind of give their opportunities away. So he's in a division that he can probably win. But there's no there's no guarantees because we don't know how huge that monkey of age is going to be on his back. But I don't have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl in the next year or two, even if Tom Brady was playing for the next two years. So my long-term answer is going to have to be Bill Belichick on both accounts. He was the one responsible for the Bill, uh, Tom Brady going to a Super Bowls nine out of his 20 years in the, for the Patriots. And he's going to win a Super Bowl before Tom Brady does. And I'll just, I'll just clarify some of the reasons I think that Bill Belichick was more responsible. Well, I'll just give you one example, a couple of examples. In the Super Bowls, can you describe to me, help me understand the The winning disparity the Patriots have had in their Super Bowl wins. If, how many Super Bowls did Adam Vinatieri win on the final second with his final kicks? Three, I think, correct? You're correct. How many – we know the Seahawks gave, gave away a – a Super Bowl, so that's four, right? So that's, the Seahawks gave away a Super Bowl by not running Marshall Lynch. Well, I don't know if I told you I met Marshall Lynch a couple of weeks ago in Vegas. Um, so that's four. We beat the Carolina Panthers probably by six points, if I remember correctly. Long, that was, nope, that was a field goal. That was a, uh, no, oh, another field goal. Um, what did they beat? The Rams, the Eagles, the Panthers, what the Seahawks. What did they beat the Eagles by? What did they the beat the by? A field goal. A field goal. What did they beat the Rams by? That was twelve to three, if I remember correctly. The big, their big. I uh, know that that was that was the first one that was a field goal. No, no. I'm no. sorry, you, you're referring to the last one. The last. Uh, one. That was a little bit more than a field goal. Uh, yeah, that may, have been, that may have been six points. I don't know what the score was, but I think it was twelve it was to three. Minutes. I think it was twelve to three because they they held the Rams only to three points in that Super Bowl. And I may have, when I say they they held the Rams, that was somebody's defense held the Rams, and that the defense was we know who ran the defense over there. That's Bill Belichick. So their defense held a prolific scoring offense at three points in the Super Bowl, giving their giving their offense a chance to score a point. So Bill Belichick has limited some of the greatest defenses that the game has seen, or excuse me, some of the limited some of the greatest offenses the game has seen to minimal points in Super Bowls. That alone creates a divide between the player and coach. 
Sure. And as usual, you're 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 being a little bit carried away with the uh, you know the scheme as opposed to the personnel. That's okay. That's kind of the damn way of explaining things quite often. So I understand where you're coming from with that. I'm glad you understand. And you can try to twist it up as scheme versus personnel because. Yeah, I mean, you know, good luck, good luck to good luck to Flores down there bringing his, uh, you know, hatred no, no, no. way. No, no, see now, 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 now you're trying to twist things up a little bit. Uh, you know how I don't know. Not at all. He's a, he's, a, he's a disciple of the greatest coach ever, right? No, but no, the disciples are not the greatest coach ever. <laughs> being a disciple, he's, 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 he's a disciple. One of the greatest coaches ever. Who you're saying is the most responsible for the Belichick Brady dynamic? Yeah, yeah, but okay, come on, come on. So you know, you, you stop with your wordplay. Being a disciple does not make you Bill Belichick. It may help you understand the game a little bit better. And, you, and, Bill Belichick bit doesn't, better. and Bill Belichick doesn't throw, catch, run, or tackle. But he put the players in the right position. Clearly, he put a defense in the right position against some of the greatest offenses that has played the game and allowed them to make the plays. That's what the coaching does. He puts the players in the right position. The players have to make the tackles. The players have to make the catches. You're absolutely right. But when you have the great coaching that puts you in the right area, that kind of is able to give you the blueprint to get it done, it's the players that then need to get it done. And that's what Bill Belichick does. He gives them the blueprint. And it's not Bill O'Brien out there. He was a disciple. He's not doing the same thing. It's not Charlie Cashley, who uh, is he? Not Charlie Cashley. Um, who's the guy who went to go coach? The new uh, Notre, Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, that was Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. It's not Charlie Weiss. It's not. You saw. You see, the boy didn't want to leave McDaniel's. Went to Denver, got fired, came right back home. You see, he had, had some opportunities to leave. You no, know, I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'll stay right here, Tom Brady or not. I'll stay right here. And make this and make this thing work because he knows he's going to have the defense to help him out. That's the point I'm making. That's the only point I want to make. And we're going to leave that alone. Thanks for answering my question. They answer in the proper way. Uh, speaking of Mike Vrabel, another disciple of Bill Belichick, he just ensured that he will not be making taking his team back to the AFC Championship when he signed. Ryan Tannehill just uh, a couple of days ago. Making that decision just ensured that. Ryan Tannehill on a full season when they're scheming for you when they're not scheming for the other guy will not get them back. They may not make the playoffs next year. Your thoughts on that, sir? Well, I think you're being a little bit hard on Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, maybe you're not giving Vrabel enough credit. I know that he kind of disappointed you down there in the 305 with regards to his skill set and the accomplishments that he was able, or I should say not able, to come up with. However, give, give, give the guy some credit. He was able to uh, step in in a very difficult situation and make the most of his opportunity um, and has leveraged this into a $118 million contract and is now the uh, quarterback and face of the franchise. Sometimes a new environment, um, a different schematic, a better talent around you 
um, can help you flourish and kind of come out of yourself and become, you know, the quarterback that you were always meant to be. So I, I think that's kind of what's going on down there in Tennessee. And with regards to, uh, you know, the players around him, um, they did franchise uh, Derrick Henry. So it is a, kind of a play on kind of situation. Let's uh, let's run this back and try and get a little bit, you know, more adverse situation on offense when we're in the AFC championship game and kind of see what can happen. But uh, I mean, kudos to Ryan Tannehill for getting a fresh start and getting a chance to kind of get out of the uh, 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 hot environment that uh, kind of resurrect his career. <laughs> toxic, toxic environment, huh? All of a sudden, you, you become a Ryan Tannehill fan over the last six to eight weeks of the NFL football season. I noticed that. All of a sudden, well, I, I, I just I just had an opportunity to see what he can do, give him the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> You know, to kind of show, you know, his presence of authority and lead a team, you know, oh to higher heights. This, this, this is hysterical, fans. All of a sudden, he jumps on Ryan Tannehill, fans like it. This is hysterical. Let's talk about uh, somebody who's going to get a chance to come from behind, come from off the bench, and probably get a chance to shine and see what he can do in a different environment. That's Marcus Mariota. Do you, do you think – I'm not a down on, on David Carr as apparently John Gruden is and the rest of the NFL is. I'm not as down on David Carr, but Marcus Mariota, do you see him as adequate backup? I see him as a definitely an adequate backup. I mean, he's definitely uh, learned from his experience in Tennessee, uh, you know, being the face of the franchise, uh, a very high, uh, you know, draft choice. Um, and, you know, having some success and having some failures over there. I think that he's uh, matured. Um, he's still got, you know, quite a bit left in the tank. Um, and Derek Carr better be watching his back. I mean, you know, a sore wrist, uh, you know, a pulled hammy here or there, and, man, he might end up getting Tannehill out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get Tannehill. Listen to him. It's a new verb now. What do you think about Mark Cooper getting $20, $20 million per for the Dallas Cowboys? With the guarantee, I think it's sixty million guarantee there. What do you think about this? Laughable, the worst contract that uh that has come up in free agency thus far. Um, Amari Cooper is not that dude so far. Well, you right there with Dickerson, huh? And they're tagging they're tagging Dak. So, I mean, the Dak numbers gonna keep going up. Do you think Dak can? duplicate his performance in last season or prior years? I think he can duplicate his performance of last year, uh, the year before, not quite so sure. Um, you know, Dak is who he is, you know. He's uh, Alex Smith 2.0, a little bit more mobile. Um, he's not going to win any games, but he's not going to lose any games either. So, I mean, you have to have other things around him. You know, if it's just Amari Cooper and uh, Ezekiel, I'm not quite sure. I think we need a little bit more, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. In fact, we shall see. Mr. Cleveland, you want to talk to the people about Euphoria the brand and uh, your spring spring launch? Would love to talk about Euphoria the brand. My brand, Euphoria the brand, offers sophisticated stylists without compromising individual expression. In addition, Euphoria has also launched a female line called V, which caters to women who have an independent spirit 
like to color outside the lines. In the uh, next couple of months, we're going to come out with a few other uh, additions to the formula and the wee line that definitely accentuate the expression and the individuality of the individual. At the same time, bring unity at a time when things are a little bit out of hand. Fans want brackets. We're going to give them brackets. We got the first hip-hop bracket for the voice of the fans. Last year, we did the best team in the NFL. This year, we're going to do the best song, hip-hop song, ever made. And we're going to go by regions. And I want you to tell me, and we can have a little discussion. If, If you get it wrong, we'll have a little talk about it. about who's moving on. So, can I announce who's the number one seed first, or do you just want to go wins and losses for each reason? Uh, let's go with those one seeds real quick. Real quick, the number one seed, my philosophy, KRS-1 in the East. In the West, we have Tupac and Changes. In the South region, we have D.I.G. Juicy. And in the Midwest, Lose Yourself by Eminem. Now, real quick, before we get to the list, before we start naming off wins and losses, out of those four number one seeds, which one moves on? Out of those four number one seeds, without hearing the rest of the brackets as they are broken down, I am um, definitely thinking that probably uh, Juicy has the best chance of coming out of their bracket. Juicy has the best chance of coming out of their bracket. Okay. Well, did you hear the winner of, all, of the whole the whole tournament in the number one seed? Do I think that the net, that the overall winner of the tournament will be the number one seed? Either one of the number one seeds, yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. We, we're we're gonna have to, uh, you know, you gotta go game by game, and you know, or song by song, and see where we end up. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. So, in the number one seed, let's start with the East region. Number one seed. My philosophy against the number one six. The number 16 seed, Ain't No Half-Stepping by Big Daddy Kane. Who you have moving on there? Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I'm going to have to go with Boogie Down Productions. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was those, ain't No Half-Stepping was a banger, but I also will go with uh, my philosophy. Next, we have the number two seed, Cream, against the scenario and Tribe Called Quest. Who moves on in that one? Tough matchup. Tough matchup. Uh, I think you're, uh, I think uh, Tribe got cheated a little bit with that uh, 15 spot, but uh, you got that 15 
I think they think they're slightly quite a bit higher. But uh Cash rules everything around me wins that one. Uh, I said I didn't know where to put them, fit them in. I mean, there's as we keep going through the list, I didn't know, I didn't know where to fit them in. But it was a tough matchup. They had they won their playoff, they won their play-in battle to get here. But yeah, Cash Edge moves everything around us all, so they move on. Wu Tang Clan moves on. The number three seed, Jay Z, Dirt Off Your Shoulder, against another tribe song. Check the rhyme. Who moves off in that one? Now, that one, they probably, yeah, there's a little cheating going on there. Check the rhyme, because Check the rhyme probably wasn't as good a scenario as I double back. It was not as good as the scenario, you're right. However, the challenger in uh of his shoulders, not quite as formidable. We have our first upset. Uh check the rhyme wins that one. Check the rhyme wins Dirt Off Your Shoulder by Jay Z? Yes. Oh my goodness. I uh, I'll give you that one. I don't know about that one, but I'll give you I'll give you that one. We have a first episode. Okay. Well, you shocked the fans. You shocked the fans with that one, Cleveland. That's that's what I'm here to do. So number four versus the number twelve seed. Fight the power versus. By public, public Enemy versus the collaboration with LL, led by LL Cool J. Electrocute the beauty, Electrocute a Barracuda. I'm here to bring the drama. <laughs> that was one of the coolest lines. 4321 by LL and his collaboration against Fight the Power. Who wins that one? Elvis was a hero to most. They never meant to me because straight up racist the sucker was simple and plain. Got to go with Fight the Power, my friend. Wow. You got Fight the Power over... Yeah, Fight the Power was the anthem, perhaps you don't recall. Yeah, uh, okay. Some... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that wrong. I'm sorry I did that wrong. Those two weren't matching up yet. It would have been okay. fight, fight the Power versus Big Who Shot You. Who Shot You. Still sticking with Fight the Power over Who Shot You. Wow. I can't argue that one. I mean, Fight the Power, they got a number four seed for a reason. Or number five was 99 Problem by Jay Z versus LL's 4321. I like the Rick Rubin beat on the Jay Z 99 Problems, but the uh, 4321 had some 
upset. Some heavy hitters on it. Another upset. We're going to go with LL. Another upset. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Bracket busters. Bracket busters. Boy, that's why you got to play the game, right? That's why you got to play the game. Okay. This is a tough one here. This is a, this is a tough one. This is a number six versus a number eleven. Big Papa versus Jay Kisses Y. This is a tough one. I guess they ain't really that tough, but it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup, and uh, you know it's unfortunate that. Uh, you know, why would, uh, you know, Jada and Mr. Hamilton had to come up against the notorious B.I.G., but that's now. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. And the 7 and 10 matchup, another, this is, this is another, man, another classic battle here. Paid in full. Airbnb and Rakim versus Nas in New York State of Mind. Nas, New York State of Mind. That was not easy to do. Um, had it been one of uh, Airbnb and Rakim's bigger songs, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping that they are sprinkled into some of the other regions because that is like not even close, they're about songs. So I'm sure that we'll see Eric being Rock him again, right? But in this particular matchup, New York State of Mind. Uh, well, we'll see if we see Eric being Rock him. We're going to have to go well, through the rest I, of the bracket. I hope so. A number eight and number nine matchup to finish the region. Okay. The Symphony and the Juice Crew, this is also a, a little competition back in the day between these two uh, crews, if you will. The Symphony, the Juice Crew, with Big Daddy Kane and Karis One, why is that? Is it Symphony Part One or Symphony Part Two? Uh, this is the first one. Coogee Rap, Big Daddy Kane. Um, it's ironic because if it was because if it was a Symphony Part Two, I would give it to the Symphony Part Two. But since it's a Symphony Part One, I would have to defer to why is that? So Chris, two songs, the one and the the one and the nine. I agree with you on that one. Tough matchup. That was a tough matchup. That was a tough bracket there. There were some bangers in that bracket. Um, let's move on to the West. I'm not sure how this happened, but in the one sixteen bracket, or in the West bracket, number one of sixteen matchup. Tupac is against himself. 
with changes, and I get around. Now, oof. so, oof. and 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 here it comes the, the the perhaps the biggest upset of the tournament. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. With the, I'm gonna go with the anthem. Yeah, I get around, man. Yeah, I can't argue that one. <laughs> that is a tough one. That is a tough one. Um, Tupac bumped his own self off. Oof, that was a tough. That was a tough bracket, right? I mean, that was a tough matchup. And then Tupac again at number fifteen. So many tears against Eminem. The way I am. Gonna have to go with so many tears, man. Stevie Wonder sample, yeah, yeah, man. Out of here over Eminem. The way I am, yeah, that's yeah, that's not formidable, man. Yeah, that's a runover. The paper is the news every day. I am. What are you? Are you kidding me? It's runover. That's what. It's a run over. They got ran over. They got ran out of the gym. The so many feet? tears ran them out of the gym. Yeah, two feet. feet. You're one and two feet already. That that west that west bracket. Wow. Yeah, sitting was a little a little suspect. Wow. Okay. I, I got. I'm gonna leave my bi- personal bias out of this one. Okay. So I'm just I'm just I'm just waiting for the one and two that I think to be. They wanted to be there at the very least in three and four, but I'm I'm just I'm just listening. Wow, you had the two seed getting knocked out by the number fifteen seed. You got two up upsets in the in the first two games. The the western the western bracket. It's a little suspect how the seeding went. Let's let's continue through it though. Let's, let's cut through this. Okay, 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 okay. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep through this. So the number three and the fourteen, another tough. This is this is another tough competition. IQ today was a good day. Up against, I got five on it by the loony. My goodness, I don't even know which way to go here. Okay, again, I have to ask the question: Is it the original or the remix? Well, I had the original. I. Who was on the remix? Drew Down, Richie Rich, E40. They were on the. They were on the. Uh, that wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, had, I was thinking the original. I was thinking okay. the original. I mean, either way. If, it, if it's the original, today was a good day. Moves on. If it was the remix, they get blown out. They get blown out. They don't get blown out. It's a, it's a close one, but the I got five on that remix would win. But if you're going with the original, today was a good day. Lakers beat the Supersonics. Went to the Fat Burger. It was a good day. Okay. I didn't even consider the remix though, but good good uh, feedback. That was a three and fourteen. 
when we're looking at the four and the twelve. Four and the thirteen. The four and the thirteen, excuse me. Tupac, Dear Mama, versus Easy Does It, Easy E. Wow. Another upset, man. Oh, you, you have two points. Easy, easy, easy does it, man. Easy does it, man. At the 13, blows out there, mama. So sorry. It does too when I say it. <laughs> when I when I <laughs> when I say it, it does. Um, it actually does too when I say it. When you when you say it out loud. But I should have read these out loud because some of these matchups were. Okay, so here we are. Where we are, the five. We're another five seed, right? Five and a 12. Five and a 12. Let me find it. Let me find it. Five and a 12. Five and a 12. Guilty Conscience by Emin Dre. Over Dre's Let Me Ride. Now, this should be an easy win. This should be an easy win for the number five. Uh, no, my boy. It's not. It's, it's again. The seating in the West. Wow. Seating in the West is really crazy. I don't know. I don't know who the, I don't know who the, the commissioner was over there for the Western uh, bracket, but no, man. Again, the 12. You have Let Me Ride beating. If she has hair, <laughs> hit a wrong dog and bail? What? Are you kidding me? You got to be joking. Yeah. These boys. Oh, my goodness. I wish I could play these songs right now for you to let you hear this. Breathing down the back street on D's. I got my clock contest on D's. Yeah, it's Trey, man, with the uh, George Clinton lose. <laughs> Come on, man, are you what? I'm afraid not, no, no. Wow. Well, oh, my, I'm speechless, man, I'm speechless right now. But, I mean, shit, man, I'm speechless. I had to put Dre down, let me ride. I can't be mad at that one, but all right. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Can't do all on this. So we have the six and eleven. Hail Mary versus Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Now this should we should agree on this one. I'm I'm just gonna write this one down. Hail Mary wins this one easy, right? Not easy, man. But I, it's just. Yeah, man. We'll 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 lean we'll lean the the parkway on that, but come on, man. What kind of seating is is way suspect in this in this bracket? I'm just saying. What bitch? Don't you see my vibe should have been higher. For sure, or at least in a different bracket, higher. I'm still I'm still waiting for my bangers to come out of this bracket. Unless you move them around. Um. All right. So here we are. We're at seven and ten. 
Once upon a time in the projects, yo, my Ice Cube versus Nipsey Hussle's victory lap. Projects, yo. Okay, so that's eight. So the number eight and nine match up. Express Yourself by NWA and Nothing But a G Thing by Snoop. Wow. Okay. The biggest seeding thing that I have heard in this entire tournament to this point is what should quite possibly have been a one seed, no less than a two seed, is coming in at a nine seed. And, yeah, blowing the heck out of that other song. <laughs> you said a one, a, a two seed? Nothing but a G thing should have been a one or a two seed. Yes. A nine seed, disrespectful. Do not tell, do not tell Andre Young you did this if you ever run into him. You, okay, you had that better than Pop Dear Mama. You better than Hell Mary. You had a better than Today Was a Good Day. You had a better Nothing than... but a G thing. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you are you kidding me? Oh my goodness gracious! I thought that launched a record label single handedly. Okay. A song that brought a young skinny cat from Long Beach, California, by the name of Callum Brodus, aka. Snoop Doggy Dog to the mic, like an old batch of collard greens. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You said that should have been a one seat. Oh wow, okay. A one or a two seat. Yeah. So that, well, he got a good ma- He he got his matchup. He moves on. So let's see who he moves on to next. He got a he got a tough matchup move in the next round. You got a tough matchup in the next round. Let's see what they do then. So that completes the West region. Moving on to the South region. Okay. Moving on to the South region. Started with the number one versus the number 16 seed. Again, I didn't say these out loud because that's a 16 seed for Southern Playlistics. Juicy. Vegas Juicy is number one versus number 16, 16 seed. Southern Play Elistic Calif- uh, Cadillac Funky Music is a 16 seed. Is there any question who moves on in this one? Time to drop these bows, my dusty roads, and I yell, ho, and knock them off the seat like a something they're supposed to do. How could that possibly be a 16 seed, Dan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> at any rate, at any rate, because it is a matchup that it is, yes. It was all a dream. I used yeah. to read Word Up magazine. That does win. But come on, man. Yeah. Andre and Big Boy are not happy about that seating again. Wow. 16? 16, please. Um, yeah, 16 seed. Number two seed versus number uh, 15 seed. Little Wayne, six foot, seven foot, eight foot. He's at number two seed, played international players by UGK. Is there any doubt here who moves on? 
there's no doubt, man. And again, the seating is a little, a little weird. The 15 crushes the two. Are you down to the ground? Are you bananas? Okay, so what what I want you to do, and fans, if you don't mind, I want you to take a quick break and listen to the first verse that Andre 3000 drops on that song. On what? On UGK? Uh, International Play? Yes. Are you you ridiculous? I am not. It's one of the coldest verses that's ever been uh, dropped in hip-hop history. If these niggas are animals, I'm gonna have a mink soon. Like that verse right there might be half the songs on the in the bracket. I lost my mind. I'm somewhere here stranded. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know why he put so many. He could have he could have chopped that song in half. It had a it had a, a banger. And I ain't even getting the Bun D's verse on it. It's just, you know, come on, man. But I'll tell you what, man, because because we're having this discrepancy and you feel that strongly about it, let's go with Wayne. Let's go with Wayne on that one. Yeah, Wayne. I just think if you listen to 3000's verse. I'm going to put a little X mark by it. I'm going to put a little X mark by it. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't know why I ever said that. But, okay, that's all right. Let me open two on that one. That went into overtime there. The number three seed in the South region, Eminem, Stan, versus I'll Be That by Red Band. I'll be that. I'll be, be that. that. <laughs> yeah. You had a real question, didn't you? <laughs> I'll be that. Yeah, that. yeah no. No. Reggie Noble pulled the upset on that one, yeah. We got an upset Reggie Noble? What? Yeah. I'll be that. Wow. We got an up Man, the fans going to be upset with, with you. Let's hear from him. I'm, I'm here for a debate, but... Please continue on through this uh, bracket. So the number four, four number four versus the number thirteen. I got codes and different area codes. Okay. Versus started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oof. Oof. I'm interested to know where you go on this one. I mean, I don't think it's a question, but it's codes, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a question. It's codes. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's a question. Yeah, that's not a kind of, yeah. That's a banger. Yeah, I don't think that's a question. Banger. All right. What, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a banger. So I already, I already know the question gonna come out on this one, but if we're thinking original, no remix. Miss Jackson versus. Ha ha, Red Man and Meth Man. 
We're going with how high, man. Is that what you said? How high? Yeah, how high over Miss Jackson? Miss <laughs> Jackson, Outcast over Red Man, Method Man. How high? Excuse me, as I kiss the sky. You're talking about that song, right? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, 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 man. Move up. Next one. Next one. Move on, man. Yeah, Nick Jackson's not in that thing type of thing. Wow, you just X'd out your boys on cast like that? Yeah, I mean, again, they have have such an extensive catalog, I'm surprised that Nick Jackson made the five, but okay, we're moving on. 611. 611. Gangstar, Master Pill, Man's Wu-Tang. M E T H O D man. M E T H That one that one was immediately was kinda low, but I didn't know where I couldn't I didn't know how to get him in there. It, it, it is a banger. It is a banger. Unfortunately for Matt, you did bring him up against Primo and Gangstar and yeah, Mass Appeal gets that one. Mass Appeal, yeah. Okay. So we are at our seven. That was six and eleven. So our seven and ten matchup. Okay. Hypnotize, big, and I'm different. Two chains. Are you? We don't go with the uh, new school, but I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Have to go with that one, man. Sneaks in. Sneaks in with the upper kind of big uh, uh, out. Wow, I'm different. Man. They, all right. They got welcome. They got. They won their conference tourney to get in there. They had to win. And then get a W. Okay. A number eight and number nine. You got to chill over Drake's over. Wow. First name ever. Last name greatest. Like a spring ankle boy. <laughs> Nothing to play with. Okay, whoa. What are we going with? Oh, my goodness. That's a cold line. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are we going with forever by Drake or are we going with it's over by Drake? Hold on, hold on. Oh, shit. Did I get, wrong? Did I get the title wrong? We're going forever. If we're going with last name ever, first name greatest, like a sprayed ankle boy ain't that to play with. That, if we're going with that one. That's the one. Okay. That, it's over. That's the that's song, right? No. There's so forever, and then it's over. So I got it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's that's the song you wanted, and that's fine. No, that's the song I was talking about. Because it's, it's all okay. over. It's all over. It's all over. Yeah, so. First name greatest, last name ever. Like first name ever, last name greatest. Yeah, that's, that's okay, the that's, I, was, I thought that was over. No, that's forever. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the one I was going with. Did that, did that, beat, did that beat you got to chill? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. That's, 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 that's actually like, uh, you know, quite the favorite to pretty much win this region. Just saying. What? Okay. No, we so we done with that region. But yeah, so thanks for correcting me. Boy, that was a cold line, bro. He hit him with. 
Okay, here we go into that was that region's done. Here we go into the Midwest region. And we start off with my favorite to win the whole tournament is Lose Yourself in the number one seed over Children's Story. Like, I love Slick Rick. He played, He had to get the play in, but, I mean, he lost to Eminem on this one. Lose Yourself in the music, the moment you own it. Moving right along. Yeah. Okay, just charting all these down, man. I got to chart them all. Got to chart them all. Uh, the number two seed in this region, Till I Collapse by Eminem versus 50 Cent in a club. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's not really no room for discussion in that one. Tough one. Um, again, and the club was as banging as it gets, but it, it was a banger. It was a banger. You put it on anybody's stereo, it was bang. But but Marshall, Marshall did get way loose on that on that collab, so I'm gonna have to put Marshall with that one. So a three and a fourteen. I used to love her. I used to love her by Common. Slow down by Brand Numius. Slow down was uh Conference champion, man. They they've earned their way into the tournament here with that one. Wow! But they got slapped in the face by uh, that dude from Chicago. I used to love her. Moving right along. Slapped in the face, huh? Slapped in the face. Okay, so that was the three. So now we're looking at the four. Um, the four C versus the thirteen, all fall down by Kanye, and Nonalithus by Big Crick. Hold on one second. Yeah, that's it. All falls down by Kanye, Nonalithus by Big Crick. I'm not sure there's any discussion there. It's really none. It all falls down. Moving right along. Um, so that was a four, so we're looking at a five and a twelve. Tonight's the night to do it like Betty White versus Oh shit. <laughs> Put your hands where in the air by Buster Rhymes. I think Buster gets them. I think oh my goodness. I think Buster gets Buster, them again. Buster's ass only gets them, yeah. I don't know how that hit in the West Coast, but bro, that was big. Buster was banging out. <laughs> Buster was banging, bro. Uh, put your hands in the air. He was that was banging, bro. Um, so that was a four and twelve. So now we're at the five, right? No, that five was, twelve. That was, that was no. That was a, that was a five twelve. That was a five twelve. Yeah, six eleven is through the fire by Kanye, and whatever you like by Ti. What do you got? Well, first off, 
CI is is extremely upset with you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell him that uh, you didn't come up with a CI song until the 11th seed in the final region, um, and then you threw up against the wire. I mean, Kanye again. Kanye again. Yeah, through the fire. I mean, that was tough, man. I had to find a space for Ti. I mean, I had a. I mean, rubber band. I had to find a space for Ti. Rubber band man. I got him in there though. Um, we're gonna be all right by Kendrick and the Ring by Tech Nine. Oh, that's gonna Tech Nine for the upset on that one. Really, Tech Nine gets the upset over Young Kendrick again. The catalog, I'm not quite sure how that song got to be a seven, but yeah, I'm going to go with Tech Nine with the upset there. Wow, the, okay. Tech Nine with the upset. So that was a 7 10. And here we are to finish off the bracket. My mind playing tricks on me, and if I rule the world. Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if that's a real question. It's a really, really tough matchup. I, I don't but know. I'm in my four corner room staring at candles. You know, it's your Halloween, so I'm going to meet you. Yeah, my mind's playing yeah. tricks on you. Know, uh, at no, an AC. No, no, at an AC. At an AC, you got. But at nine, at the what? nine seat, the nine says, um, what do you think? And that I can't sleep. I often turn candlesticks in the dark visions of bodies being burned. Come on, man. At eight seed. I'm just saying, man. I will, let's, let's move on. But, I mean, yeah, my mind is trying to see You got to go over Nas if I rule the world? Crushing. Crushing. Crushing it. Hold on, hold on, wait. Time out. Like, I already started putting out if I were the world. Crushing it. You got my mind playing tricks on me. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that's the, those are the, we got it. We have announced our, those who are moving on to the next week's bracket. And fans, if you got some input, please follow me on Twitter, Voice of the Fans group on Facebook. Please make your picks, make your suggestions, because clearly Cleveland is lost in all this. And, and apologies to DJ Quick, E40, and Snoop Doggy Dog for not even making the list at all. Not Snoop one made song. Snoop made the list. Excuse me? Yeah, you're right. Apologies to E40, DJ Quick. Yeah, everybody can't get everybody can't get in the top and, 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 and Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, but Sprinkle Me Man should have been in here somewhere. I guess you're right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, actually, everybody can't get in the 64, bro. Oh no, I I heard the songs. I'm just saying those three people are standing on the outside looking in not able to get in VIP, kind of scratching their heads. That's all I'm saying. 
They cut us salty. They cut us salty out there. But that's why we got extra security guards. <laughs> that's why we got extra security because we have to deal with situations like this. Outcast with two songs. Uh, Jay-Z with two songs. Like, oh, okay. Jay-Z had three, I think. Jay-Z had three on top. That's the show. There is 99 problems. That was it. I heard no a million. I heard no hard knock life. I heard no Empire State of Mind, but hey, man. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't hear any of those. Yep, you're right. Hey, tough list, man. Everybody can't make it, bro. Everybody tough list. It's a tough list. It's a tough compilation. Not everybody can get in. And, man, once you get in, you got to just fight like a dog, man. If you get the tough one. You got to do your thing. Cleveland, let the people know where they can find you. They can find me at Cleve Wonder on Twitter and Cleveland still on Instagram. And you can find me, What's Good in Sport, on Twitter, Voice of Fans on Instagram. Join the group, Voice of the Fans on Facebook, and then give your opinion. Let Give me some feedback. Where, do we, where did it, was the seating off, or was this Cleveland just off? Fans, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another great week of Voice of the Fans. Please be sure to rate and review our podcast. And as always, thank you for making our voice your choice. Hey man, thanks for making our voice your choice. You know how we do. I love you. I love you.